Hi, I'm Suzanne. I am a videographer and photographer and I am here because this month is International Women's Day on the 8th of March. In keeping with this year's theme of hashtag choose to challenge, I've been working with nine brilliant women creating a photo series to represent different stereotypes that modern Australian women face. Alongside this photo series, we've recorded a conversation on each of these topics to help create a dialogue around them for International Women's Day. You're gonna get one a day until the 9th of March, so stay tuned. Today's topic is hashtag choose to challenge victimization, and I'm talking with Chloe. Please be aware that this video touches on some topics of abuse. We have kept it uh, fairly surface level as to not be too intense for any listeners, but if this is a trigger for you, please consider skipping this episode and waiting for the next one. Today we're going to talk about victimized and we went back and forth and we've talked about this quite a lot um, on the use of this word because for a long time I didn't want to and then we realized that the fact that we were avoiding this word is part of the issue which we will go into but today I'm here with Chloe hi <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about you um, I work in marketing, um, employer marketing specifically, um, originally from Perth and moved to Sydney, which I now call home about eight years ago. So, I mean, obviously you know why you're here and thank you so much for being here, but just to inform all of you, the reason that we've got Chloe here is that she was actually in a six year long, um, quite an abusive relationship, um, emotionally abusive. Um, and financially, which we're not going to discuss today. Um, and we know that obviously this is a significant issue in Australia, particularly with the domestic violence rates that we have, particularly during COVID. Um, but what we're obviously going to focus a little bit more on is the emotional stuff. And I think that's something that people do need to hear about more because it is harder to spot. Um, it's less believed and it's, yeah, it's just something that we're not as aware of as a society or how to tackle it. When did you first realize that the relationship you're in was abusive? Um, a really long way into it. And that's not to say that I didn't know that what was happening was not okay. Mm. Um, but for me to kind of realize um, that it fit the bill for what is termed emotional abuse, I yeah. think, took me a really long time. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it started, I mean, it was over the course of six years. So it's not um, something that all comes at you all at once. Um, it's something that kind of builds over time. Like, you know, that analogy around put a frog in warm wa or water and it warms up and it doesn't really yes. notice. But if you put a frog in hot water, it'll it'll jump, jump out. straight out. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really fitting in that like... Yeah, small little things that build over time um, end up being a big list of really unacceptable behaviour mm. um, at the end of six years. Mm. Um, you don't even realise that it is, it fits the bill of what people call emotional abuse. Yeah. Mm. And so then in that, and having been through that, what would you say looking back now with hindsight, were the red flags that you'd wish that you'd, like looked out for you would tell other people to look out for what would you uh it's just a giant walking red flag <laughs> um I actually don't think it's very useful for someone who's in that situation to hear about what red flags are okay um the reason I think that is reflecting on my time in that relationship I kind of knew and 
someone walking up to me and saying, you know, that's a red flag, you need to run, right. um, wasn't really going to change yeah. Well, and much. from what you said before, people did. <laughs> yeah, heaps yeah. of people did. And I could see myself. Um, it Pointing out the red flags, I think the way that that helps is not so much people who are in um, an emotionally abusive um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it more helps when people are coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps them identify with others right. um, and help them reflect on the fact that it wasn't them, um, yeah, it okay. was the other person, kind of trust themselves that they weren't the crazy one. Yeah. Um, more so than helping people who are in it at yeah. the moment. But to answer your question, red flags, um, controlling what you would wear, um, what you would eat, um, when you saw your friends, just a, a whole nother level of um, interference with your mm. everyday decision-making yeah. that um, would be part of who you are as an individual. Chipping away at you, I think you talked about, you mentioned um, when they're deciding what you wear and so that's obviously such a massive expression for so many people of who they are, what they wear. Um, so what did that look like? Yeah, it's, I suppose, to look at it, um, now there's this big long list of no leopard print, no black, um, only red or clear now. You had a rule book. No. <laughs> oh gosh. There wasn't a. Nope. Re- there wasn't a. There wasn't a. a Explicitly. No, no it wasn't. It was more a um, believing it was in my best interest to only wear mm. certain things. If, for example, I wore. Um, I wore black to the gym one day. It was kicked out of the car on the side of the road, left there to, and it was Make my fault way. because how I, dare you wear black? Right. Which I mean, so, in standing outside of it now, that seems absolutely ridiculous. And I imagine that anybody hearing this is like, well, of course, this person yeah, is crazy. Yeah. But I guess when you're, it doesn't start it there. It doesn't start there. It starts yeah. with, um, oh, you look really nice when you wear th- that tight top. You should wear that more often. That's how it starts. Um, and then it becomes um, a little bit more of trial and error of... Oh, I'm not um, really a fan of this. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah okay. And then fast forward five or six years and it's, I can't believe you wear that nail polish. You have no taste. This is why um, I don't let you make decisions about X, Y, Z. It's because you would make the wrong decision anyway. Mm. Over time... Um, each one of those little things gets added. So by the by, the end of six years, you have this big long list of things where um, once I w- had removed myself from that situation, it was almost overwhelming the level of choice that I had. Mm. Um, oh, my God, I can wear jeans. Yeah. Oh my, it doesn't look like I'm wearing jeans right now, but <laughs> I, am, I do have pants on. Um, but it's a... Uh, um, quite a overwhelming experience yeah so I imagine a lot of people would probably expect that you feel freed by that but it was probably a little bit terrifying yeah I was wearing a uniform for six years um and it was almost uh um yeah this reaction of um yeah just overwhelming feeling I guess yeah Yeah. Mm. and that's just clothing (laughs) yeah that's just clothing (laughs) and yeah that's not even (laughs) I imagine the worst of it yeah yeah and I think it's almost um the the whole environment that you're operating in 
makes it so that even though you see the red flags, it you you think it's in your best interest to explain them away. Yeah. In the dynamic of a male and female relationship, that you were fulfilling a role. This yes. is he had he had this expectation as living as a person in our society of what a wife should be, and he was pushing that onto you, and you had to fulfill this role. The part that kind of fits the piece of emotional abuse, mm. which I, I, it really makes me cringe saying that, but it does fit the bill, yeah. is um, is only respecting, liking, loving the parts of someone that you see as a, um, a reflection of yourself and that you... That fit the narrative he that wants. That fit the narrative yeah. that he wants. Yeah. Or everything else, yeah. discard, repress... Um, yeah. just forget about ignore yeah um which then to me becomes um I just don't become myself and I'm like a shell of myself when yeah. there's so many other parts to me but they've kind of discarded so what's going to make the biggest difference in helping us challenge this and and I mean obviously we haven't even touched on the massive plethora of oh my goodness, that is the physical side of this. And right. I know that there was a, a part of that became relevant in your relationship, which again, we don't need to talk about. But when we're trying to, as a society, as either somebody who has been in that place or as somebody who's trying to help someone in that place or coming out of that place, what do you think we need to be doing? I guess what I've learned is um, you're a lot, smarter stronger than you think you are right now um and so if you can just look at the present so today what can I do or um where am I at today Mm -hmm. I'm always going to have situations that I need to deal with um you know I'm going to have to find somewhere to live I'm going to have to Mm. face my family whatever it is those situations are kind of your future problem what is the next step yeah what do you have right now that you can do um and and get just get through the present everyone else um who perhaps might have friends or family in that situation help them deal with the practical tasks is Mm. probably the easy one but the other the probably the biggest one is just come from a place of believing um what they're saying i think it's and it's easy for me to see how it's the case but um, I know from my experience when I shared a, a story or shared, you know, experiences, a lot of the reaction I got was, really? Him? But right. he's not like that. Or um, how surely there must be like more to this well, story. You're not telling you're me not everything. T- you're not telling me. Yeah. Or it's not helpful um, to put that person in a position where, they're now not just being vulnerable and sharing their story with someone. They they're now def- defending the yeah. validity of it. Yeah, um, That can come later. And I, I think I do say this is comes from a, only my experience, but definitely more prevalent when um, the male is the person who is um, – asserting the inappropriate behavior on the female mm-hmm. is the 
guy mates and what they can do to oh, completely yeah. diffuse the situation 100%. like that. I know from my experience, um, my partner, um, well, obviously ex-partner, <laughs> um, was um, very concerned with what others thought, thought of him yeah. and how he was perceived. Um, that was pretty much his biggest priority. So the idea of his mates um, disproving of yeah. anything to do with him. Did they see it? Yeah, yeah, they would see it. They would see it. But it, not to the full extent that it happened. Um, oh, and yeah, they would course. they would never, like, they'd see snippets. Yeah. Um, and they'd see parts which um, anyone would recognise as and say that, being inappropriate. Yeah. Whereas um, there was so much more that would happen that no one would recognise or no yeah. one would see. Um, but at those points in time, um, it wasn't said at the time. So later on they would say to me, you know, we saw that, we didn't agree with it, that wasn't right. So they support um, you behind closed doors. That's it. Mm. So it, like in some ways um, I get it and it, it helps them feel better. Hard. And yeah, yeah, I get it. And it also like it at least gave me peace of mind of, okay, I'm not the only one in this whole scenario. I'm not that alone saw that, that yeah. saw that or yeah. thinks that that could be wrong. Give you a bit of um, peace of mind. But what would be better or more beneficial I suppose more helpful would be to call it out at the time oh yeah and to say yeah oh hang on like and you don't need to be like it doesn't doesn't need need to be be serious and like her it doesn't need to be a big drama it just needs to be oh like calm down mate that's not on Uh, you know yeah that's all it needs to be yeah or just that not cool yeah yeah and especially for someone who cares so much about what other people think of them. Mm. That's all it would take yeah. for them to be like, oh, wait, oh, maybe not. Yeah. And, I mean, one one instance like that is not going to, um, no. you know, change everything. But if but- societally that's normalised, that makes a big difference. And yeah. like you said, obviously it's hard because confrontation for a lot of people is hard. But I guess the perspective is if you want to live in a world where this kind of thing isn't happening or isn't happening as often because it's happening a lot is – saying well yeah I might be uncomfortable for the two minutes that I have this conversation and two minutes would be very long it's probably not going to take that long (laughs) is nowhere near as uncomfortable as her life must be if this happens all the time and Mm. granted we don't want to assume that every relationship where we see something that we're a bit like oh is a bad relationship Mm. but if you're calling it out when you see it then you're you're committing to this part of society that mm. stops or it says it's not acceptable to have that kind of behavior yeah you know the the standard by which you pass is the standard you accept yeah and and the other thing i would say as well is um so i'll put it in my scenario someone could come up to me and say hey i saw what happened last week and i just want to let you know i don't agree with it um i there could be parts of me that wants to cover it up and say oh yeah no but I did do this before or um he's just having a bad day or yeah but um you know making excuses excuses and the reason for that is um you protect you you end up protecting the reputation of your relationship Mm. 
Which also, side note, makes it harder for people to believe you when you do tell them the extent yeah, of it. Yeah, because you covered it up. Yeah, because yeah, um, you're like, oh, no, I saw you that day and you were fine. And yeah. you're like, well, yeah. I was pretending. Yeah. You don't want your friends to worry and you don't want them, you yeah. kind of like, I got it, it's cool, like, yeah. you know, I, I can handle it kind of thing yeah. or, um, you know, don't worry kind of situation. Yeah. Um, or even just like a part of why we didn't want to call this victimized yeah. is that there is this association with, oh, but if you think that I am a victim here, if totally. we start using that word with me, that's shameful on me. Yeah. And, um, and th- that kind of leads me into the next question as well is that what kind of, when you do people learn this about you or you're talking about it, what kind of assumptions do people make? Cause I imagine, again, this is part of this series this is something that when you are victimized, you go into a pigeonhole and you can only be what kinds of things have yeah. you heard? I've heard like, but I thought you were so smart. Yes. Like how, how could you, how could I think you were so smart and this mm. happened to you? Yeah. Like, how could you have put up with it for so long? I thought you were the kind of person that would, um, you know, be defiant or, um, you know. So you like, you weren't strong enough either. Well, yeah. Or, um, yeah, not, um, yeah, not strong enough or, um, just kind of complacent in the situation. Um, so it's your fault somehow. I don't think people are saying that to you, but but that's the impression that you Mm. get or I don't don't blame them for thinking that. Right. I don't think that they do even think it's your fault, but it's kind of this, you know, still the victim blaming again. Another issue in society. It's this the without us having consciously think about it. We the first thing we go to is well, how could you have stopped it? Particularly with right. women. Yeah. What could you have done rather than how do we fix the issue? It's how do we fix the person who's having to deal with the issue, which makes no sense. <laughs> I think it's more. I, I I agree to some extent, but I also think it's more like. The, the red flags were so obvious. Mm. How could you, for six years? Yeah. I guess in that sense it would be come from a place of non-judgment mm. of the, and it's really hard, like I struggle with it myself of like you stayed for that long mm. after all this stuff, after he even just did that one thing, you st- you went yeah. back. Mm. Um and there it, is that's emotion not helpful. Involved. Yeah, it, it needs to come from a place of, um, cool, that happened. Oh, yeah. What's now next? What? what do you need? Now what? Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you need? Yeah. Um, how can I? Yeah, it's. Yeah, don't beat them up for a mistake that wasn't theirs. Yeah, and it can't, yeah. it needs to come, uh, you know, we were saying before, it needs to come from a place of believing so that if someone, it, it would have taken a lot for someone to admit um, the extent of the situation yeah. they were in. Yeah. Um, and I think that needs to be acknowledged by whoever they're being that vulnerable mm. with. It needs to be come from a place, whoa, Thank that must have taken, that. yeah. yeah. Um, and hold back the, okay, I'm just going to, really? Is that really what happened? You know, um, there must be two sides to the story, that kind of thing. Mm. Conversation can come later if, if it needs to Mm. um but when someone is being that vulnerable with you it needs to be in a place of um I believe you Mm. now what do we do about it yeah um is the most helpful thing I think other people can do to help that person yeah yeah 
it's easier said than done because it's new information to the person who's hearing it, mm. um, but it's not new information to the person who's saying it. Um, and for someone who, you know, um, fits the fits another picture of, you know, has a career, has an education, is like generally a smart, well-functioning person, um, and is generally positive, optimistic, like all of these things, it just doesn't compute. Mm. It doesn't match the idea of a victim a victim yeah and I guess it probably does not help that um women are encouraged to uh be humble and I mean that in the true sense of the word humble which is almost self-deprecating from my experience you get in relationships what you believe you deserve Mm. um and and also and it's like it's something that um I've heard other people say around what you accept will continue Mm-hmm. Um, but if what you accept is what you think you, you deserve, deserve then it just keeps, it just keeps yeah. going. And, and it that's only how takes, you end up six years later. Yeah. Um, and it only takes somebody who takes advantage of that situation and keeps pushing the limits. That's it. To become quite yeah. an abusive yeah. situation. And don't get me wrong, at the beginning, it was, it was not, it was chalk and cheese, the beginning to the end. Yeah. Um, because I agree anyone in their right mind um, would not just walk into a situation like that and stay there for six years. Yeah. Um, it's something that builds, which is part of the challenge, I think, for outsiders to recognise mm. and call out as well. Part of my biggest challenge was uh, humiliation and the, like, I did feel like a failure. I knew I wasn't, I knew, but um, it was the humiliation part of, yeah. you know, you build it up and you're like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's yeah. fine, guys. And then it really, yeah. I knew it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I like, knew walking down the aisle it wasn't. I imagine that's probably a large part of if any kind of abusive relationship that it's, yeah, a huge amount of energy goes into. It's not, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. So that almost becomes one of the largest barriers in getting out of it. Yeah, because and I think it goes back to it goes back to your point around. Um, I I would never I, I still won't call myself a victim, um, but if you outside of the word victim, the meaning of it or the, the like, definition, the, the definition is, yeah. of it, I think is something which I know I I didn't want people thinking that of me. Yeah. Um. So it was almost a. A cover up. I didn't want yeah. people saying like, "Oh, poor Chloe." Yeah, or yeah. like, also, I I didn't want people thinking, um, like you're not a feminist, which oh, I, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Where, well, like, I am. Yeah, but um, it's like, it's like, like it's a you failure. Be, how could you possibly say you're a feminist when you put up with? this behavior mm. from or this kind of how could you just how could you say that about yourself oh. some incredible intelligent brilliant wonderful women <laughs> can be victimized well and also i kind of see it now now that i have perspective i see me walking away and having this conversation with you now as an act of feminism oh it's and i massive. think it's but it's almost a um i was contradicting I was contradicting a lot of my own beliefs of what um, is right and wrong um, in any male-female relationship, whether it be romantic or not, Mm. um, in my own 
relationship. Mm. Um, I was completely contradicting myself, mm. being like, you shouldn't put up with that. But, but I, I will. But I will. Yes, yes. Um, a huge part was building your building the trust back in yourself, like mm. your ability to read a situation, just to trust yourself, yeah. um, and um, that that kind of level of self worth that comes with that. Mm. Um, but then the other piece is forgiving yourself as well for um, going against what you knew to be true. So then, as a wider issue we what we want to be looking at is checking in with our friends always regardless of the topic but particularly here um and don't pass by inappropriate behavior Mm. especially if they're your friends Mm. especially if they're your friends because they you can have a respectful kind conversation where you're telling them that that behavior is not okay Mm. and i think also part of in your specific case what was the issue is still the value that is placed on the male gaze and I think um the objectification of women a lot of the behavior he displayed was is on him um and he is an extreme exception to the rule um I don't think he represents typical male behavior at all Mm. but the reactions or the, the, the society lack of lives in support from it. other people, yeah. um, I think definitely has a way to go. Yeah. Um, and one of my very best girlfriends says like values are only values when they're tested. And I think it's, it's easy for um, other women, for men to say that I don't accept that behavior. I would never accept that behavior. But then when it happens, they're complicit. letting it pass. Yeah. Um, it takes a bit more um, guts, I guess, to in the moment go, actually, no, I I value, you know, X, Y, Z and mm. I'm standing up for that yeah. value here regardless yeah. of what that makes me look like in this scenario. Even if it's not in as many words. Yeah. 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 So then what do you think is the biggest thing that you've taken out of this? Because obviously this is not the summary of you. What I've taken away from it is... It's not the be-all and end-all of your whole life. It doesn't need to be. Mm, doesn't um, define you. Doesn't define. It's it. It's necessary to make you who you are later. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be who I am now without it mm-hmm. and, and I wouldn't be who I will be, you know, hopefully when I turn 70 or 80 um, without having that Going experience. Yeah. Um, but it's not the whole story. No. It's just a chapter of it. Tying back into something that you said earlier about um, making sure that you're understanding the importance of the people sharing their stories with you. Thank you for sharing your story with me. <laughs> Pleasure. And I know that we didn't go into everything, but I really appreciate um, your take on this all and your experience. And I'm so happy that you're out of that relationship <laughs> now and that you're on to bigger and better things and your new guy sounds wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. <laughs>